Hi there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of How to Live the Podcast, where we have real, meaningful, and fun conversations with people who inspire us. And sometimes we just have them with each other. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon, and we are very excited to be coming in your ears one last time for 2020 before we are going to be taking a little old break which we're pretty excited about because 2020 has been a full-on year for all of us, has it not? It has indeed, but I think podcasting has been a really nice anchor throughout what has been a really unstable year. You know, we have not been shy about the fact that Tube's sales throughout the year were pretty freaking shit for a good few months there. So to be able to record a podcast every week and come back to you guys and just chat about the stuff that we love has really brought some beautiful meaning to my life over the last 12 months. Agreed. And we thought it would be a really nice way to end off the year by recapping some of the things that we have learned in 2020, some of the biggest lessons, and what of those things we are going to be taking with us into next year, which is hopefully going to be a way better year for everybody. Also, a couple of the things that we're going to be leaving behind. Before we get into this episode, we did just want to let you know we are going to be taking ourselves a little old podcast break for the next couple of months. We are going to be coming back in March 2021. We haven't taken a break in quite a long time, so we're pretty excited about that. But we are going to be playing you guys some of our very favorite, most listened to episodes from the last couple of years of this podcast. So don't worry, we are going to be still in your ears every fortnight until we come back. So let us get into today's episode. So we were actually laughing about an hour ago because we were looking back at our episodes from the year. And at the beginning of the year, we actually recorded an episode that was called 2020, The Year of You. And I just thought that that was so funny because isn't that so obviously how we all started the year? It's how we try to start every year, right? We're like, this year's going to be amazing. It's going to happen for us. And then the universe just went, you shut up and sit down, literally. (laughs) And then she said, sit down for the entire year. But it was the year of you in some ways, and it wasn't the year of you in other ways. But there were certainly many, many learnings. I feel like it was completely the year of you because it was literally the year of you and only you in your house alone. So in a way... We're very prophetic. Yes, so true. So, okay, let's start with a learning or a story. Where where do you want to start? Oh, there are so many lessons that I learned from this year and so many things that I'm going to be taking with me into 2021. And I think when you do recap on the year, you realize that it was a shitstorm of a year. A lot of stuff went down, but I think there wasn't much busyness. And so busyness is distraction. And distraction means you don't really have time to like slow down and assess and learn. So when I was recapping on my own, I was kind of like, oh, I actually have learned a lot this year that I want to take with me into next year. 
And I think my number one thing that comes to me above all else is a very emotional, maybe a little bit spiritual lesson, if we want to start there. And that is that feelings are for feeling. I did not know this. I did not know this pre-2020. So thank you, 2020. When you first kind of start to work with this a little bit, it's quite hard to like actually, okay, I'm going to embrace the feelings. But the more I've done it, the more I've learned about it, the more I've practiced it, the more I'm able to genuinely like be sad and be like, oh, it's okay to be sad. Nothing's wrong. Just be sad. And then once I do soften into that, it's like, oh, this is not so bad. Even when I'm like really scared, I've been really scared when I'm going to like public speak on a Zoom call or something like that. And when I'm wrapped up in the scared, it's scary. But then when I'm like, oh, it's okay to be scared. And then I feel the scared, then it's okay. And I think the person that taught me this the most or their teachings kind of resonated with me the most was one of my favorite people to talk about, which is Tara Brach. And she has this practice called RAIN, which is, I think, recognize, allow, investigate, nurture, or non-identification. I always get confused with the N. I just love watching her YouTube videos. You can look up Tara Brach, B-R-A-C-H on YouTube. All her teachings are so amazing. And I'm starting my meditation and mindfulness teacher training course in Feb with her for two years. So that's something I'm definitely taking with me into next year. Mm, That's so good. And I feel like there was a stat that we posted on our Instagram a little while ago, how to live the podcast about how if you resist a feeling, that's when it really swells inside of you and lasts for forever. But if you just feel it, you're able to move through it a lot faster. And I feel like that's just such a clear thing that we can look at and say, okay, well, if I actually feel this, it will pass through me. And if I resist it, it will remain there forever. Duh. That's an obvious choice. Oh my God. I feel like I had emotions that I had resisted feeling for like a decade that I was still feeling. And so this year it's been like a few minutes of feeling them and then whoof, they're gone. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I do that earlier? Anyway, I'm glad I learned it now. I know. Isn't that the thing? There's so much that I've learned this year that I'm like, whoa, if I wasn't forced to just sit down and shut up for the last 12 months, I wouldn't have learned any of this stuff. And then what would my life have looked like? So something for me that has been, I don't know if I would call it a learning, but I have had to relearn it. And that's just time and space for myself. I am historically very, very, very bad at saying no. I will twist myself into a vegan gluten-free pretzel to make everyone's lives easier. You sound delicious. I am to everyone else but myself. I will never, ever show myself the same level of kindness, understanding, and compassion that I do to others. And so I feel like a lot of my life pre-2020 was about serving others and it was about giving to others. And what that left me with was this feeling of great depletion. And it's something that I've recognized probably like two or three years ago and have been working on it ever since then. But there's nothing like the universe to come by and just teach you that overnight to say, here you go, here's all the time in the world. What are you going to do with it now? What does your life look like if you stop using this as an excuse? Because in reality, that is what I was doing. I was using everyone else as an excuse not to do what I wanted or not to actually sit with myself and say, okay, now what? This is all for you. So before 
2020, I feel like my ratio was probably 80%, everyone else 20% for me. And I have just flipped that on its head this year and gone 80% for me, 20% everyone else. And I feel like that is what I'm really going to try to cultivate moving into the new year. I can already feel as things have opened up here in Melbourne and as things are starting to get busier, my old tendencies to put other people in front of myself are definitely rearing their head. But because I'm out of that ugly routine of putting everyone first, I'm able to recognize it when it's happening and try and nip it in the bud. But definitely more to explore there. Creating boundaries for myself, I think is going to be key for me next year because there was a boundary that was put on my life this year that was enforced. But now it's going to be up to me how to create my own boundaries and how to try and keep that ratio as it is now because I can feel I'm just so much more full. Mm, So true. Boundaries is such an important one. And I feel like we should probably do an episode on boundaries next year because being able to create boundaries for yourself is the key to looking after yourself, even though often it feels like you're being mean. Or not even mean, but also selfish. Yeah, selfish for sure. It's something Brene Brown helped me with a lot, reading about her talking about boundaries. And you've talked about it before too, this idea of having a full teacup before it can spill out onto the saucer. And the saucer is what you can give others, but you need your teacup to be full before you can give to others. And when you are just stretching yourself so thin and giving to everyone, it's not genuine. You can give less. If I'm full, I actually have more to give others than when I give others first and then I have nothing for myself. Yeah, that's so true. I'm saying 80-20, but in reality, if I fill up my 80%, I'll probably be able to uncover like an extra 30% on the other side that doesn't even exist without me doing the work for myself first. Exactly. Something else that I have just loved to have come out of this year is that I feel like everybody is so much nicer to each other, particularly in Melbourne. There's just like this feeling of camaraderie and where usually during Christmas time, everybody would be like shoving each other out the way. Also, they're like not acknowledging each other. The other day when I got on a plane and two people sat down next to me, I felt weird when we didn't talk for a bit and we ended up chatting for like half the plane ride. But when we didn't talk, I was like, whoa, perspective. There are humans next to me. Why wouldn't I talk to them? We just have started to see each other a lot more as human than we did before. Mm, That's so true. And we're also hungry for that level of connection. So I also had a facial this morning at Missy Coco. Shout out to our faves in Paran. And where I would usually have a facial or have a haircut and just get in there and be so exhausted and not want to talk, I've noticed that in those appointments, rather than just sitting there quietly like I usually do, I'm really talkative. But it's just because I'm so excited to be able to connect with someone for a full hour. I I now recognize what a special feeling that is when I'm so stuck at home alone and just dying for somebody to be in my face for an hour. Yes. I feel like as well, before we reserved our energy for people who we were really close to and only those people, it's so nice this year to kind of spread that out a little bit. Yeah, we're giving energy to those people, but you don't have to see those same people over and over and over again. 
There's something cool in meeting new people. There's just a little bit more fluidity with who we're meeting, who we're talking to, who we're connecting with, meeting new people. The people have become a lot more open to, and it's a really nice energy. So I really, really hope that we can take that one into 2021. Mm, Yeah, me too. I, I really like this new way of being. Okay, next one I'd love to talk about is a little bit more lighthearted, and that is the ability to cook, but more specifically, the ability to make a killer smoothie bowl at home. So every year, probably for the last three years, I've put on my intentions for the year, which I write at the beginning of each year, I've put on the list some form of make time to cook at home and really enjoy it. Because I do really enjoy it. I just never make the time. And then I'm rushed to cook. And then it's not as enjoyable experience. So this year, obviously, I've had lots of time. I've gotten really into cooking, especially becoming vegan over the last few months. I've gotten even more into cooking and just really enjoying buying lots of delicious cookbooks and just devouring them over the weekend and flagging what recipes I want to cook. I'm enjoying it so much. And then being able to make a smoothie bowl at home, which is something that in summer I will have a smoothie bowl every single freaking day. And today I actually ordered a smoothie bowl out and I got it takeaway just because I wasn't at home. I was out doing a few things and it cost me $18, you guys. <gasps> $18. I added protein powder, so there would have been like a bit of an extra charge. That is steep. Hefty, right? To be able to make a smoothie bowl at home that I actually prefer to the ones I can buy out is, I think, maybe the biggest takeaway of 2020. Oh my God, that is so good. And you've become quite the cook. And I think because... You're good at art. Your food is always beautiful and I always marvel at how well presented it is without you even thinking about it. You do. It's very nice. Yeah, because for me, I'm bad at art. I'm not a visual person. You're not. If I look on Pinterest, I think it's because I mentally, when I close my eyes, it's invisible to me. You know how earlier this year it came out that like some people fully see things when they close their eyes and some people can't see anything. Because I can't see anything, I think that that's what makes me not visual And so I have to really see something. So if I see something on Pinterest, I can be like, oh, I'll do that. But otherwise, I'm just chucking it all on a plate and calling it a day. And then I see your food and I'm like, whoa, this is beautiful. Wow. And also, you put me onto the most amazing cookbook, Deliciously Ella, Quick and Easy, that I literally today, this morning, went out and bought. I'm loving cooking, but I'm acknowledging that now that we're not in lockdown and I do have some stuff to do, 10 to 20 minute recipes are still going to be great for me. So things that I can do easily is the way to go. Yeah. And also I love that we're both eating way better, but not just we are eating way better. And by better, I mean more healthily. Our whole team is eating way more healthily because we got into like a little bit of this rabbit hole of a dessert culture where we always had to have Coles cookies as like a staple because chocolate chip Coles cookies are just amazing. They're amazing. And then we would have like chocolate bars. To be fair, a lot of brands send us chocolate and stuff. So we just have this culture of dessert. And that's also how we excite them. We like reward them with a dessert. And we reward ourselves as well. And ourselves. And I think we created this culture of, you know, everyone bringing in desserts and people would have cakes every day and stuff. And it was so fun and we loved it for the time it happened. 
But now that I'm becoming more conscious of what I'm putting into my body so that I can fuel it well, so that I don't have injuries and things like that all the time, which you and I have both dealt with, now that we've broken this cycle and the other day when we had a team building day in person and we brought like protein balls and cut up veggies and nuts, everyone was so excited and I'm loving this and I'm loving that we're all on this train together. Yeah, I know. It's so fun. It's so nice as well to have it be coming from a place of we all want to feel really great and we all want to feel really healthy and nourished because that's where it should be. Mm. Another one for me that I really live this year that I want to keep on going with is just going with my gut, taking the leap and like just doing things. You know, usually I might hesitate on, but it's like, no, go for it. And I think the learning came from me coming to Byron. So I don't think I've told you guys what happened, but Renan and I were planning on moving to Byron for six months. We'd been planning it since the beginning of the year, since pre-COVID. And then when COVID hit, we were like, oh, don't know, should we, shouldn't we? And then as the year went on and we were like, well, remote working is a thing. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go in July for six months. So we'd planned to leave on a Thursday. I think it was like a few days into July. And we knew that there were COVID cases rising in certain areas of Melbourne. So we packed our bags and we're like, let's just be ready to go in case. Because FYI, if you don't know me, I would never, ever pack my bag before like three hours of going. Normally, it's a very last minute thing. So we had our bags packed, ready to leave on the Thursday. On the Monday, we had our first in-person team meeting since March We all met at the office. We were having like a really fun day together. We went to like a full moon meditation all together. And at the end, I look at my phone and I have like 17 missed calls. And it's from Renan and my other friends who are also going to Byron at a similar time, all being like, bye-bye, Melbourne. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And they were like, the borders are closing tonight. We got to go. So I left the office, left the girls, went home, packed up, quickly went and had a little goodbye afternoon tea with my family and then I was out of there. And so we ended up just driving to the border that night, making sure we crossed and then figuring out how to get to Byron from there. So it was a crazy, crazy day and time. And I remember in those moments when we were like, let's just go, Renan hesitated for a sec and he was like, oh, this is feeling like too much effort. Maybe we should just wait and we can apply for a permit. And I'm so glad that I was just like, nah, I feel this. We just got to go because obviously ending up in Byron for the last six months, we had a lot of freedom and didn't end up going through Melbourne's lockdown. Just absolutely love life here. So following my gut and just going for it really, really paid off. So I want to keep doing that. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy for you guys that you got to spend the time in Byron as well. Like how lucky and spending an extended amount of time in Byron is something that you've wanted to do for such a long time. And so being able to do it in a year where we weren't at the office and you didn't feel like you were missing out and you didn't feel like you had to come back and forth so often, that was such a gift. Such a gift. And I love how supportive you always were, where I felt weird telling people from Melbourne that I was in Byron and what I was doing. And I'd often speak to you and be like, oh, I don't want to tell you this. And you're always like, no, I love it. Tell me. Yeah, I I never got that. There were some people around me, like some friends that were like, I hate seeing what people are doing in Sydney. I never really felt that way because it gave me hope that we had life on the other side. And look at us now. We do have life on the other side. And also, if I could change the year at home that I just had, I don't think I would change it, honestly. I 
feel like it gave me so much. And it was obviously where I needed to be. I'm such a firm believer in that. You are where you need to be. You obviously didn't, for whatever reason, need to be in your house. But I needed Mm. to. I needed to be able to sit with myself and do things that I hadn't done before. That's very true. I love that attitude. So something that I did obviously need to learn this year is about being and not doing. You mentioned busyness at the beginning of this chat and don't we all know how busy life is? I remember the week before our first lockdowns, this is the beginning of March, Steph and I had our podcast collaboration with Virgin Australia Melbourne Fashion Festival, which is now Melbourne Fashion Festival. It was honestly one of the busiest 10-day periods of my life. It was disgusting. I hated it. I already had the awareness to know that I didn't like being busy by that point, but I just was so deep in it and we were just going and it was crazy. Remember, we hired a van. It was just an insane period of time. And then we went straight from that into lockdown. And I remember there was so much talk around creating routine for yourself. What can I learn and what can I do now that I've got all this time at home? And I fell deeply into that. And I straight away signed up for this anatomy yoga teacher training. And I started a painting and I was doing cooking and I was also doing a happiness course at Yale. Like I was just (laughs) doing all the things. Oh my God. Side note, did you study at Yale and Cambridge this year? (laughs) (laughs) True, I did. That's so funny. I also studied at London College of Fashion, if you just want to throw that one in there. Oh, chug it in. But yeah, so I bit off way more than I could chew and I got really carried away because I was still so deep in the routine of doing being out of lockdown, that once I got into lockdown, I just continued on that train. And then uh, it was probably about five or six weeks into that where I let things go and I just really sat back and I was like, okay, recognition. I've taken way too much on. I've bitten off way more than I can chew. Why aren't I just reading a book and watching some TV on my weekend instead of feeling like I need to master six new things. And I got a lot more into just being and just chilling out and just really enjoying the time at home as opposing to try and fill the time at home. And that is a place that I would really like to stay. I've just finished my sustainability business management course, which was a really hectic eight weeks. And I can already feel this little thing inside of me coming up saying, okay, well, you finished that now. So maybe you could do a yoga training online on the weekends. And I, again, just have to recognize that and say that can be good for later, but I've just come off this really busy period of time and I'm just ready to be again. And I'm just ready to sit back and enjoy and experience things rather than seeking out a level of busyness that I feel like I need to maintain because... 2020 has made me realize that I don't need to maintain any busyness. And if I'm just sitting on the couch for two days, that's fucking great. Mm, And I've heard a few times this idea that we are human beings, not human doings. And when you think about that, it's like, were we made to do, 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 or were we made to just be? And it doesn't feel like we were made to do, do, do. It feels much more natural and you feel much more peaceful and in flow when you are just being and not doing. Mm, 
Oh my God, I love that. I've never heard that before. It's obviously a Byron saying. <laughs> oh, wow. I just remembered that we also did our Vedic meditation course with Laura Paul this year. So this year we've done a lot. That was pre-COVID in Feb. Really set us up for a great year. Okay, something I am taking with me, I hope, I am, positive thinking, I am taking that I am really good at making friends now, which I definitely was not before 2020. Yay! So good. And I laugh because I walked off the plane yesterday getting back to Byron and I was telling Renan about the people next to me that I chatted to. And then I was like, yeah, and I was thinking I could make friends with them. But then I was like, nah, I'll just leave it there. And then I was like, whoa, who am I? I know how to take friendships to the next level now. I feel much more comfortable just chatting to someone. And I think that that's majorly because I've done a lot of work around getting out of my head and being self-conscious and feeling like I'm not good at speaking to people and being really self-critical when I'm around other people. So that's a whole piece of work I've been doing. But beyond the chit-chat, I know how to be like, oh, hey, what's your number? We should grab a coffee this week. And I actually feel comfortable doing it. And I feel like a big part of unlocking that was just knowing that that's okay, that that's a thing that people do, that it's fully acceptable to put yourself out there like that, that it's okay if they say no. The other day, I just went for a coffee with a girl I'd met one time. And I was like, look at me go. Epic. That's so good. Yeah, I actually mirror that. I feel like I've become a lot better at that this year as well. Mmm, so nice. It is a really nice feeling and there's definitely different energy to making a new friend as opposed to hanging out with an old friend. Mm. And both are great, but I really appreciate that I also have that feeling now where if I do feel like something fresh and something different, that there is the possibility of making a new friend or hanging out with a new friend. Yeah, same. Because before I only had the old friends. So it was just the one energy. And now when I saw all my old friends in Melbourne the other day, I was like, oh, love you guys. We know each other so well. It's nice to have the two. Yeah, it is. Okay, so something else that happened in 2020 that I am definitely taking into 2021 is no more eyelash extensions. <gasps> the patriarchy. Oh my God. So we have been getting eyelash extensions every four weeks since 2012. I am not joking. I have not had a period in my life where I haven't had lashes since 2012. I've found people in London, in Paris, in Byron. I've found people all over. I've wasted time on my holidays going out of my way, spending like four or five hours just to get my eyelashes done. I don't even want to calculate the amount of time and the amount of money that I have wasted over the last eight years. Holy shit, eight years of eyelash extensions, no more. Thank you, 2020, for getting me out of that toxic routine. Because when you have eyelash extensions and then you get rid of them, you look a bit naked. You look bald. Even Elliot would always say to me, why do you look tired? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's because I don't have eyelash extensions. It does make a difference, even though some naysayers say that it doesn't. But once you get out of the routine, then this just becomes my face. And my face no longer looks tired because, newsflash, this is just my freaking face. So I'm definitely going to be taking that into 2021. No more eyelash extensions. You heard it from me here and now. I love it. And I will see your no eyelash extensions and I will raise you no makeup because I went to Byron in July and I had a split second decision. Do I take my makeup bag or not? Because they're going to close the border and I need to decide. And I didn't take it and I haven't worn makeup 
a single time since July. I've been in photo shoots. I've done video stuff for people. I've been on Zoom calls. I've done all of this stuff and I've not worn a scrap of makeup on my face. I'm talking not an eyebrow pencil, not a bit of foundation or blush, nothing. And I love it. This is my face. Deal with it. Deal with it. Suck it. I feel like we need that on a t-shirt. This is my face. Deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. We can tell fluff. They'll make it into a t-shirt for us. Yeah, totally. One last thing that I will definitely be taking with me into 2021, and I know you will too, Jess, and we all will, is this empathy and understanding for other people that 2020 brought. I think with the Black Lives Matter movement coming up, it just created a space to have so much more conversation about people who are being overlooked, people who are being oppressed, the racism that existed so much within not just America, a lot here in Australia too and all over the world. And I think while it's been a very tumultuous time, and I know that for a lot of Black people, it's been a really difficult time, but really necessary that people are waking up now. And it's awesome to see all of these changes that are being made in businesses, in leadership, come on Kamala Harris, you know, in all these different ways that we are just walking more and more towards equality, which is just a beautiful thing to see. And I can't wait to see how that plays out in 2021 and beyond. Here, here. Okay. A couple of things that I am leaving behind. I'm done with mask acne. I don't want to have to wear a mask for extended periods of time anymore. I hope 2021 does not have any mask acne in store for me. Mask acne? Did you get acne from wearing a mask? Have you not heard of that? It's funny because I had a facial the other day in Melbourne and I asked Sandra, our facialist, have people's skin been bad from wearing masks? And she said that she's seen people breaking out, but I didn't know it was like a very common thing. I feel like it happens to everyone if you had to wear it for an extended period of time. Even my friends who don't have troublesome skin like I do were getting breakouts and things. And it's just like, look, my skin breaks out enough as it is. I do not need another thing to make it break out. Yeah. Here's to no mask acne in 2021, hopefully. I also want to leave border closures behind because I would like to go home and see my family, please. And I don't want that to be a thing anymore. And I feel like The New South Wales Premier agrees with me, so I'm really into that. I think we've really seen this year how any country or state run by a woman has just done so much better. So let's hope their borders stay down. Let's hope. And the last thing I'm definitely leaving behind in 2020 and not taking with me is not being able to hug the people I love because that sucked. That's the worst. Yeah. Even once you started to be able to see people, but like you're a bit scared or they're a bit scared so you didn't hug them, that just sucked and it was awkward and it's just so nice to give people a lovely, warm embrace when you see them. And I feel like that's something that I no longer take for granted that would have happened a zillion times a day before this year and I just wouldn't have never thought about it. I love that all of these are very COVID-related that we're leaving behind and let's just 
fucking hope that we really are leaving COVID behind in 2020. We don't want you to come to 2021. You're not invited to our New Year's parties. Stay back here in 2020. Word, sister. So some quick fires. What was the favorite podcast that you discovered in 2020? I recently started listening to a podcast called Smartless by Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. So they're three comedians and they just have their friends come on the podcast and they talk shit and they laugh and they make jokes. And I honestly listen and I laugh and it's such a fun show. My only gripe with it is that it's short episodes and like I wish it was a full hour and a half of me just laughing along with these guys. Okay, a quick fire for you. What's your favorite book that you've read in 2020? I've got to say The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Just one of those really, really life-changing books where you're like, huh, yes, how have I not read this before? And I want to read this every day for the rest of my life. What about you? Probably Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I think that was the best book of my lifetime, Mm. pretty confidently say. And I reckon I'm probably going to read it every year. (laughs) As like a ritual just to learn from Glenn. And actually, Elliot's reading it at the moment and it's just giving me so much goodness. Every night I'm like, what's happening now? (laughs) I love that he's reading it. That's so good. Okay, last one. What is your prediction for how 2021 will look? Oh my God. I hope that the vaccines that they've been talking about do get rolled out in the first quarter of 2021. And then the rest of the year is just one big joyful party where everyone is so high on love and fun. And we just move into this new way of being where everyday life just fills us up with so much joy. And I do really hope that the conversation gets switched towards the environment the day that everyone has the vaccine. It's like, okay, COVID's done. Environment, we're ready for you. And we all just go full power fighting the climate crisis because I think that while there have been many learnings from 2020, something that I've been sad about is that I do feel like the environment has gotten put on the back burner at some points. And I think that it's time that we start to pay it the attention that it so deeply needs. I'm just going to leave it on your utopia for 2021. (laughs) Is it utopia if you're dealing with a climate crisis? True. Well, I wasn't asking you for your ideal scenario. I was asking you for your prediction. So it was realistic. And maybe for 2022, we're going to have ticked off that climate crisis. (laughs) whoa okay that sounds like utopia (laughs) okay well you guys i can't believe we're saying goodbye to you for the year this feels crazy i feel like we've gotten so used to just saying hello every tuesday morning and being in your ears thank you so much for allowing us into your home and into your hearts. We so deeply appreciate you being here with us on this journey. We're all just figuring out this thingy called life, one podcast episode at a time. And we just love you so much for offering us the opportunity to do that. We sure do. And just a little reminder for you that we're going to be coming back in your ears every two weeks from today with a little best of the podcast. We've got some of our favorite, most amazing episodes lined up for you that we just love listening to over and over again. 
So we know you are going to love hearing them as well. We are wishing you all the best over the holiday periods. Stay safe, stay happy, hug your loved ones or virtually hug your loved ones, but know that we are here. If you are feeling lonely, you always have someone to talk to. Make sure you come on over, hang out with us in all our favorite places. We're at How to Live the Podcast on Instagram and How to Live the Podcast on Facebook group. You can connect with us anytime. JNS, over and out. Signing off for 2020. See you 2021. Bye. Na 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 na